Hey there, it is your girl, Sherelle Sydney, and I want to welcome you to season two of Entire Inspire. We are the podcast that believes in providing inspiration for elevation. I am the host of this super duper fantastic podcast, and I know that there are so many other places where you could be and so many other things that you could be doing, but you chose to hang out with me, and for that, I say thank you. As always, I'm excited. I'm delighted. Can you believe it? We are moving into month two. This is the month of February, the month for love, the month for Black history. This month, there is so many great things. There are so many great things that are in store just for you. I encourage you. I motivate you. My goal is to inspire you. My goal is to remind you that your best is still yet to come. Greatness is still in store for you. If you are on social media, make sure that you're following us. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've got a blog at www.entireinspire.com. Please don't hesitate to check us out. Before we move into this next episode, I've got to remind you, put your seatbelt on because this is going to be good. Make sure that you let your friends know that we're on. I'm not sure how you reach a friend, but I suggest that you reach out and touch a friend, whether you email a friend, text a friend, chat with a friend, however you do, let your friends know that Entire Inspire is on. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode. Hey there, it is your girl, Sherelle Sydney, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Entire Inspire. As always, I am so super excited and delighted that you have chosen to tune in with me today. I know that there are so many other places where you could be, but guess what? Y'all are hanging out with me, and for that, I say thank you. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I hope and pray that you have a seatbelt because you better click it. You better put it on because I have a fantastic guest in the studio today. Listen to me, y'all. This is one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world. Sure, you got a lot of favorite people. Yeah, yeah, I do. But this guy right here, he is really, really one of my favorite people in the entire world. Roy Wilkerson, please say hello to my audience. Hello to the entire Inspire audience. I'm so happy to be here. Can't wait to get started. Absolutely, boy. I'm glad to have you here. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. You know we are in the month of February. This is the month of love. This is the month of Black history. I would be doing such a disservice to be an African-American and not acknowledge Black History Month. Not acknowledge Black History Month. I remember when I was a kid, Roy, when I was a kid, I know a long time ago, right? Uh But I remember they would talk about the paperback test. You remember that, Roy? The paperback test. And I remember that if your skin was darker than that paper bag, you were not considered beautiful. You were not considered attractive. And I was that kid. I was the chocolate girl in the class with the, you know, predominantly white students. And I didn't I didn't pass the paperback test. So I'm sitting in the back of the classroom. And boy, as I've said to you before, and then my parents not only had the audacity to have a chocolate daughter, but then they had the nerve enough. Those of you that are listening to me know that that's a word that my mother created, but they had nerve enough to name me Sherelle of all things. They couldn't give me a Mary, a Jane, a Martha, Maria. I had to be Sherelle. How dare you? So I dealt with images, with with self-image issues early on early on. I want to talk a little bit about that because one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, that Roy has all of my life done is talk about the importance of us knowing our black history. And I know that when you truly know where you come from and all of that good stuff, 
it, 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 it helps you to have a better image of who you are. Boy, please, please, you got to tell our audience today, why is it so important, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, why is it important that we know our history? Yeah, first of all, let me just start off by saying thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm, I'm truly, truly humbled by the opportunity to share with your audience and to talk to my little cousin. You know, Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I am a subscriber. Yeah, uh, yeah. I listen to your podcast frequently. Uh, it's part of my routine when I go on my bike rides. Uh, so I just feel really honored and humbled to be on your podcast. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. Uh, as it relates to, you know, self-image, uh, you know, you, you've touched on some things right there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm touching on colorism issues, self-image issues. Uh, a lot of these things are impacted by the propaganda, the negative propaganda that is, you know, put out about people with melanin and African uh, African children, the children of Africa, right? Absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's important, first of all, to know your history. Yeah. Knowing your history will help you have a better uh recognition of the greatness that lies within you. Yeah, right? yeah. Too often people don't get enough of the uh, history of themselves, of their families, to know that they are great in and of themselves. And and they are beautiful just the way God created them. Absolutely. You know? So I just think that, you know, one, knowing your, your own history, the history of your community can have an impact on that. Knowing the history of your family can have an impact on your self-image and all of those things. So, you know, I, I, I've just always been a proponent of, and you know, you know, growing up in our family, to be clear, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I was fortunate in my in my household. We didn't have a whole bunch of colorism issues. But, right. Right. You know, I know that that is something that exists in, throughout the black community. Right. 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 And I, I, I think that's regrettable. Uh, I think that information changes a lot of that. So yeah. that's that's just my thought on it. I hope I answered your question. Absolutely. You did. You know something, Roy? I know we talked earlier. We talked about with Black History every year. There's a theme. Right. And so Roy and I talked earlier. And ladies and gentlemen, the theme for Black History this this uh, year is Black Family representation, identity, and diversity. And I want to make sure that throughout this podcast today that we address some of that, right? Um, One of the things that uh, I think about when I was a kid, Roy took us to the Shrine of the Black Madonna in Houston, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have never visited the Shrine of the Black Madonna, you got to check it out. You got to, got to check it out, right? Um, Roy, I I think about one of the things that was always so crucial. He would go to the Shrine of the Black Madonna, not only to check out the exhibits, but to check out the books. Roy's always been a reader. Roy, if if there was one book, and and there's so many, but if there was one book that you would suggest for a person that's saying, you know, I got to dig into my history because I want a better self-image. I want a better understanding of who I am and and why that's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, for me, the book that comes to mind automatically is the autobiography of Malcolm X. That book, uh, you know, I'm, I'm affiliated with a lot of different organizations and groups, and I talk to a lot of men in particular. Absolutely. Uh, but women, too, who have said that reading the autobiography of Malcolm X is a book that will change your thinking. It mm-hmm. exposes you to some ideas and history that you may not have learned mm-hmm. uh, in our, uh, how do we say, white-facing education system. All right, all you right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Eurocentric education system. Okay. So the autobiography of Malcolm X, I think, especially for, you know, and it's not just for African-American, you know, black kids, right. which I think is important, but also for other people because, you know, there are so many myths that have been, um, you know, propagated about who Malcolm X was. Absolutely. Some of that can be dispelled by reading the book, getting to know the man and hearing his story yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love it, Roy. I love it. Um, Not only have you encouraged knowing my history, 
that was going to help my self-image more. But another one of the things that I think about is you always talked about the importance of HBCUs, right? Boy, it's always been a huge, you know, a huge cheerleader for HBCUs. So I want you to, you know, school audience today, what is the HBCU? You know, why do you, why are you such a cheerleader? Why are you, I mean, talk to me about that. Yeah, no problem. So first of all, HBCUs are historically black colleges and universities. Um, you know, I've, I've had conversations about the fact that I believe that it's important that we don't forget who was there for you when no one else was. Absolutely. Having some sort of loyalty to something. And Absolutely. In particular, loyalty to our institutions. Okay. You know? So historically, black colleges and universities were institutions that allowed black students to become educated, matriculate mm-hmm. through their systems, to become professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think it's important that we never forget that. We don't forget the fact that certain of these PWIs said, no, you can't attend. We don't right, want right, you to attend. Right. Because to be clear, you know, the, you know, our education, the education of the Negro, all right, <laughs> the all actual right. education, not the miseducation. Right. Uh, shout out to Dr. Uh, Carter G. Woodson. Absolutely. But, uh, the, it's important that we educate ourselves because that is something that can't be taken away from you. Absolutely. Once you have knowledge, you can't ever be taken away unless you lose it yourself on purpose. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, it, it, it creates, again, we talk about valuing ourselves. You, 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 you develop a sense of self-worth and right. self-love when you uh, you know get educated. And in particular, historically black colleges and universities are those types of institutions that uh, were there for us and they nurtured us so, yeah. so very, very well uh, throughout the time when we couldn't get nurturing from others. And, and, you know, to be clear, I don't think we should look to other institutions necessarily right, right. to nurture us. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've had conversations about integration and segregation and you know, personally, I believe that it, it wasn't such a bad thing for us to be sequestered with one another okay, and to okay. have our opportunity to, you know, learn and be, like I say, be nurtured by people who look like you right, and right. have a have an actual, you know, they have an investment in you coming out and being a better person on the other side of, you know, your educational system. So that's why I love uh, HBCUs. I am a proud graduate of Texas Southern University. Yes, Go yes. Tigers. Uh, and but to be clear, I love all HBCUs. You Absolutely, know what I mean? I've uh, contributed to. Uh, my son attends Wiley College. My daughter's at Howard. Uh, I, my son, my other son attended Prairie View. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm an HBCU dude all the way. Now you know, there's always that uh, you know friendly uh, interfamily kind of competition that exists at HBCUs. All so, right, all so right. I might diss Howard every now and then, or I might <laughs> diss PV. But at the end of the day, when it really get down to it, it's nothing but HBCU love. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask this question. So you promote HBCUs? Yes. Tell me, what what do you think? How do you think that 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 benefited you? How do you think that that, you know, shaped you as as the man you are today? Do you think that Texas Southern played a role in any of that? Yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, because your husband and I had a conversation about, you know, the fact that a lot of what, you know, impacted me as a man uh, was informal education. Okay. Things that I learned outside of my formal education, for example, even at Texas Southern. But uh, I will say that, you know, there is, uh, I do have a deep appreciation for some of the things that I had an opportunity to do at Texas Southern. Mm -hmm. Uh, Texas Southern grew me, matured me. Uh, there, there, there's something to having to grind to yeah. get to your other side of your bachelor's. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
but as a as a man, as a black man, mm-hmm. experiencing uh, the love and and getting some of the history that I did from my university, it was invaluable. It can't. It, it's it's a treasure that I I'll always hold, and that's why I am a member of the alumni association. That's why I try to give back to my school when I can, and I try to uh, you know try to help others you know, who are going through the same system that mm-hmm. I went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I never forget that. And I try to always remember to give back. Absolutely. Now that's, that's crucial. That's important. You talked about giving back because so yes. often we have people that get on TV and they, they on the radio, they're talking about, Oh, you know, I, I went to this school and, and, and I'm a proud alumni, but do you give back? You know, and in order for these institutions to keep going, we need folks like yourself to give back, right? Um, even more than that, I'm 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 loving Roy because let me tell you, this this dude is one of the you know unsung heroes. He's got his cape on. He's he's in the background. He's doing the work. He's I mean he's literally in the trenches. You know, you got some people that talk about it, but Roy Wilkerson, he's gonna be about it, right? So even more, he he's talked about the history and the importance of us knowing ourselves. He's talked about the importance of us tapping into HBCUs because guess what? Quite frankly, there are some people that say, oh no, you don't want to go to TSU because you're not going to get the same education. Oh no, you don't want to go to PV. They're not as great. But Roy is telling us, hey, that's exactly where you need to be. Um, So even today, Roy is pouring into young men every day. He's pouring into a group. Please talk to us about Mufasa's Pride. I I can't let you get out of here without talking about Mufasa's Pride. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm a member and a participant, uh, a, a mentor in the group Mufasa's Pride. It's a boys' rights of passage program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let me just start off by saying that you know I think it's important that our young men have the same type of opportunity to you know gain skills and knowledge from uh, older men. All right. uh, who can you know help them transition from boyhood to manhood, All right. which is what a rites of passage program should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Mufasa's Pride, uh, so Mufasa's Pride has been around now for, we've been in existence for about 10 years, 10 or 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it was Mufasa's Pride, it was South Post Oak Baptist Boys Rites of Passage Program, mm-hmm. uh, which you know extends us to like maybe 20 years doing this type of work. Okay, working okay. With, working with young, young boys. And to be clear, we work with boys between the ages of 12 and 18 years old. Okay. Uh, and, and it's open to all African-Americans. Uh, we are considering opening it up to uh, some uh, of our Latino brothers and sisters. Okay. Or brothers, young brothers anyway. Mm-hmm. But that is something that's in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you asked me the question. I'll try to answer it. But Mufasa's Pride is an organization that's meant to mm-hmm. help young boys mm-hmm. become young men. And hopefully they see and learn things in the organization that can help them be better young men right. for our community. Absolutely. And I think that's crucial because I think of the number of single moms that I coach and counsel and mentor and, and they say, man, I got this young man. I don't I don't love me like I should. And now you want me to raise this young man. But then there's an organization like Mufasa's Pride that says, hey, mothers, hey, send your boys on over. Let us pour into them. Let us love on them. Let us motivate and encourage them. So if a person was interested, I want to join Mufasa's Pride. When do you guys meet? How do you meet? COVID is still going on. I mean, how, how would a person find out about it? Great question. Great question. Let me uh, let me start off by saying, you know, so our registration period begins around August. So we have a website that you can go to, MufasasPride.org. We have, we're on all of the other platforms too, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. But in terms of registration, you know, to be clear, it's really a free uh, organization. We, you say, If you have a young man that mm-hmm. you feel needs some kind of direction, mm-hmm. some type of guidance, mm-hmm. mentor, 
mentoring. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're here for. So you can register in around August. Uh, we run along with the school year, so you know we're 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 in we're in operation from about September to May, whenever mm -hmm. the school year mm -hmm. ends. Um, to be clear, we have a small engagement fee that we've started, we introduced in the last couple of years, just mm -hmm. to, you know, make sure that the parents are serious as we are about mm -hmm. seeing mm -hmm. their young people grow, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that's that's how you can get into Mufasa's Pride. And once you're in, right, you know, right. we do certain things like we, we have what we call impact sessions. Okay. Uh, our impact sessions run the gamut from, there's one called Citizen of the World, where we talk about, you know, we try to let the young men understand that they are citizens of of not only this community in mm -hmm. Houston, mm -hmm. uh, and we can break it down further than that, in their, their particular neighborhood. Okay. We want okay. them to understand that, you know, there are local politics and local things that yeah. are affecting them statewide, nationwide, and then internationally. Because one of the things that we are, you know, I, me personally, I am a Pan-Africanist, right? Okay. I believe okay. that, you know, we should all always think about our, our condition in all of these countries from a the standpoint of being a member of the diaspora. Okay. Uh, so Citizen of the World is one of those uh, impact sessions that we have for the young men to keep them abreast of, you know, what's going on in the world, things yeah. that might be impacting them. Yeah. Well, uh, we have other impact sessions also just to, you know, run them down real quickly. There's mm -hmm. My Money, My Business. Business is an acronym for understanding business, investing, saving, and sacrifice. Okay. So My Money, okay. My Business, where we talk about investing, we, we, we discuss, you know, uh, the black dollar and how it needs to recirculate mm -hmm. uh, in our community because our dollars don't stay in our community. Uh, it's the it stays the least amount of time from all other ethnic groups and okay. ethnic groups, and that's something that we should really think about trying to change and trying to have an impact on. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the Renaissance Man where we talk about you know sartorial issues like how a person dresses. We mm -hmm. discuss poetry. We mm -hmm. discuss art. Uh, trying to make these young men be well-rounded people. There's my Spirit Man where you know the young men are introduced to and we have discussions about, mm -hmm. you know, their relationship with God, uh -huh. our power, uh, their relationship with the ancestors. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of those things are, are critical to what we do in Mufasa's Pride. And I'll just say these other two, my body, my temple. Yeah, that, that's more of a science-based kind of discussion that we have, mm -hmm. or it will be something physical that we'll have the young man do. We, we, we work out. Because yeah. we believe that physical health and mental health go hand in hand. And, Absolutely. And we think that's important. And finally, there's a uh, impact session called Giving It Back, where we talk about, and we really, you know, we have, anytime we have an opportunity, we'll, you know, do some type of service to mm -hmm. the community, uh, or we'll discuss it in class, uh, mm -hmm. or in the sessions, rather. Uh, why is it beneficial to give back? Mm -hmm. Why is it beneficial to be self, you know, not to be self-serving, mm -hmm. but to serve others? Absolutely. So those are some of the things that we do. And, you know, if I may, one Absolutely. last thing. One last thing. The other thing that is important to us in Mufasa's Pride is what we call libation. Absolutely. Uh, it is probably, you know, we say this all the time, it is the most important thing that we do in Mufasa's Pride because it gives us an opportunity to remember our, our loved ones who have right. transitioned into right. ancestry. Um, it gives us an opportunity to remember those of us who those who have come before us absolutely uh and to honor them revere them and to remember that we stand on the shoulders of giants absolutely absolutely
boy, this is good. This is good because I need y'all to follow me. Those of you who are listening, right? We, we, we battle this deal and boy has talked about the history of it, right? You got to know your history. So it's not only the history that you find in the books with the Malcolms and the Martins and the Carter G. Woodsons, but what about the history of your own family? What about the, the shoulders that you stand on, you know, the, the bloodline that you originate from, right? And then he talked about, hey, HBCUs is the way to go. You know, get in and connect with these institutions that want to see you succeed and want to see you do well and I think about boy we talked about it earlier I remember going to a school um, when, when it came time to register for classes if, if you met with the advisor you did if you didn't you didn't I mean and they let you know hey these are the classes you need to take either you're gonna take them or you're not but if you want to graduate right but then there's institutions like Texas Southern that that you know they they kind of you know walk alongside you and say, hey, we're going to make this happen. So did, did, was, did you want to say something? Yeah, actually, you know, I just want to kind of add this. You uh-huh. know, these institutions, they are called historically black colleges and universities. But to be clear, you know, all demographics are welcome. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Some, some of these institutions are actually looking more like PWIs, predominantly white institutions, mm-hmm. than historically black colleges and universities because people are recognizing, one, that they are probably less expensive yeah. than some of the PWIs. Okay. Uh, the class sizes are smaller and then you get that thing that you're talking about right. which is you know you get an advisor who actually cares some of your professors if you go to a PWI you're just you know a, a face in the crowd absolutely but if you're at one of the if you're at one of these HBCUs generally speaking the instructor the professor will know you yeah they, they can they'll they're accessible so if you have an issue you can probably talk to them so it's a lot of benefits to going to an HBCU uh, absolutely I, I love the fact that black people go to black universities absolutely. Colleges, yeah. but others are welcome. Absolutely, uh, others are attending, and you know it's 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 a benefit for all of us in this uh, you know capitalist society. Absolutely, absolutely. When I tell you, I love this guy. I love him. Listen to me. So, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if you have those young boys that you say, if I could just get some extra support, I just I just just need some extra support because you know something. I remember now, Hillary. She wrote a book about it, but that ain't where it started. When she talked about it, it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a family, wow. right? And so, and and I love the fact that, boy, you talked about so many different villages, right? And so I absolutely love that. Is there anything that maybe we've not talked about that maybe you want to add? Yeah, you know, let me just go back real quick and kind of give a shout out to, you know, the brothers in Mufasa's Pride. Absolutely. You, you know, can't not uh, shout them out. <laughs> the executive director is Tiandre Ali. The co-founder is Cornelius Wright. Uh, one of the brothers I said, you know, we've been doing this work for about 20 years. It's Rodney Beatty. Currently, we have some other younger brothers who are involved trying mm-hmm. to, you know, they're doing the same thing we, we're doing, which is mm-hmm. trying to impart information, wisdom, knowledge to these young brothers. Walter mm-hmm. Bentley, uh, Will North, mm-hmm. Nakia, uh, Nakia Lancaster. Pastor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my brothers JT, Diedrich, all the brothers yeah. who get down. You know, I just want to shout them out, man. Love you, brothers. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited because you know what, Roy, you give us hope. You give us hope. There are some people that look at the second month of the year being February. Some days, we sometimes we get 28 days, sometimes we get 29. But ladies and gentlemen, please know that black history is not limited to a month. That's right. One thing that I've learned with Roy is black history is something that you live. This is the thing that you walk. This is an everyday part of, you gonna say something? Yeah, 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 I just, right. if I may. Absolutely. You know, I don't mean to interrupt you. you no, know, you're thing, good. Because I let you yes. do thing, right? Yes, go ahead, Roy, uh, what you got? The uh, Black History Month, I, I just like to kind of give some context to that for some for some of your audience. Absolutely. Who may not know, uh, but you know, 
we we celebrated in February. First of all, it started off as Black as Negro Week. Yes, right. Yes, so it I started off that. with uh-huh. a week, and you know, so Carter G. Woodson said that he wanted us to, you know, celebrate this between the holidays or at the time. There mm-hmm. was a time when we actually celebrated some of our forebears, like Frederick Douglass. You yeah, know? yeah. We celebrated, you know, for for whatever it's worth, good or bad, Adam uh, Abraham Lincoln. Okay, you know, to be clear, Abraham Lincoln and love y'all, but that, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> right. Right. But what what uh, Dr. Woodson said was, if there's ever a time that there's a conflict between the dates of when we celebrated uh, that week, yeah. uh, if it became between Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln, he said, always choose Frederick Douglass. Wow. So wow. I think that's pretty interesting. And to be clear, so it started as a week. And it, that was the reason why he wanted it during that period, because it was already something that was established that black people around the country yeah. were already considering during that month of February. Now, let me just say this real quick, mm-hmm. too, if I may. Um, you know, what he wanted us to do was use the 11 months of the year right. to wow. do the study. Wow. You know, that's when wow. we were supposed to actually go go looking for our different historical figures, different things that, that would raise context for what's going on with us today. And then come February, we were all supposed to come back with all the information yeah, we had. Yeah. And then we were supposed to celebrate during that month all the information that we had studied for wow. the eleven months. So yeah, yeah. I think I think right now what's happened is you know it has been commodified this whole idea of black history Month. with you know i ain't mad at anything that give us get us closer to one freedom mm-hmm. liberation knowledge of self those are the things that are important to me absolutely you know so whenever we do it however we do it in terms of commodification that's okay but just know that ultimately we should all be studying we should be studying the whole year absolutely you know, so like you were saying Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it, Roy. I love it. I love it. You know, something I definitely want to touch on. One of the things that I've shared with you before is I remember uh, one of my favorite colleagues in the entire world, you know, Connie, you talk about Connie Leon. Yes. She, I did. I heard uh, that interview. Absolutely. Absolutely. I interviewed with her. And one of the things about Connie is she's always talking about, you know, Latina pride and she's, she's a proud Latina. Right. And I remember she, she, she had to put me aside and say, Sherelle, it's okay to be in love with your culture. It doesn't mean that you're pushing anybody else aside. It doesn't mean that you are somehow, you know, being the superior race of anything, but it's it's okay to love on you. Because I'm gonna tell you what, quite frankly, I wasn't always comfortable wearing a shirt that says Black Girl Rocks or wearing a shirt that says, you know, Melon is popping. I mean, you know, and that's some of what it says, but it's okay. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's important that we, we say that out loud too. You know, it's unfortunate that we have to say it out loud. Yeah. That, that me saying that I love being Black or I love my Black people, some, some people hear that and for whatever reason they hear, oh, he must have a problem with me because I am not that. Absolutely. Right? And we have to say out loud, hey, look, because I love my folks and love being black, it does not mean that I hate you Absolutely. or I have some disdain or dislike for you. Now, to be clear, I can look at your particular history of your community mm-hmm. and make some decisions about what you've done in the in the in the uh, globe on the planet. Mm-hmm. But that is not to suggest that as an individual, I'm going to hate anyone. Absolutely. You know what I'm so I think it's important that we say that. You know, I love being black, but that don't mean that I hate anybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard any anything else you better learn to love on you don't wait for one month out of the year to love on you because I, I say it all the time your best is yet to come your best is yet to come but you better invest in you and if Roy hasn't talked about anything else you talked about the importance of investing in you may not have worded it that way but you got to invest in you if you want to get to your next level the only person stopping you 
is you. Is you. Roy, before we kick it out of here, is there anything else? Is there maybe something that I've not asked you that you wanted to elaborate on or that you wanted to talk about? You know, I, if, if I, I guess I, I would say one thing, you know, and it's just that, you know, always try to remember the fact that you come from somewhere. Absolutely. You know, you come from a, a people who, you know, find out the stories, first of all, find out the stories of, of your family members, mm-hmm. find out the stories of those family members who passed, because it can help you to have the self-esteem that mm-hmm. may be lacking. I think it's important for you to know your family's history just as well as, you know, Thomas Jefferson, George mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. knowing all of that, that history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's even more important that you know your own history because that's the thing that will really uh, help you and guide you uh, Mm -hmm. listening to your ancestors and understanding that we again like I said before we stand on the shoulders of giants and we are not here by Mm -hmm. accident all right all right yeah ancestors have and God has 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 ordained it yeah has structured it yeah so that we will be here right now Mm -hmm. for a particular purpose Mm -hmm. so you know, remember to remember your ancestors and find your purpose. Find the thing that you love. Find your passion. I'm with that. Absolutely. Listen, let me tell y'all something. I can listen to Roy all day. And when I t- when I tell you he's one of my favorite people for a reason, one of my favorite people for a reason, Roy, I got to give you all the love in, in the world right now. I appreciate you for coming out today. I appreciate you for encouraging my listeners. Listen, y'all. We, we got to put that paper bag in the trash. Word up. I agree. Let me say this too before yes, I go. Before yes, I go. Yes. Uh, hey, hey, to the entire Inspire audience, uh, I'm sitting here with my actual for real, for real blood family member. Yes, right? yes. And I can tell you right now, uh, you know, everything that she's telling you is fact. So that's number one. And to see you grow and transition, you a mm-hmm. grown, grown woman now. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But I saw you when you, you know, I got, I was telling, you know, we talking mm-hmm, in a group mm-hmm. chat. If I seen you get your diaper changed, you my little cousin Absolutely. for life. Absolutely, yes. But to be clear, everything that you are, everything that you say you want to be in terms of what you're doing with your podcast, the direction and the growth that you see, it, it, it it's mm-hmm. all manifesting and it's becoming real. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Audience, this is who this young lady has been since she was like in the seventh grade. <laughs> I can remember being at her grandfather's house, my uncle, and she would say she wanted to be the next Oprah. I'm telling you, this is facts. Oh, wow. She's she been this person forever and I love you. I love you. Cousin. I love you too. Uh, you know, and I just want to say that. Really all right. I am so super excited and delighted that you have tuned in today. Roy, I love you to life. I love you to life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. As I always say, there are so many other places where you could be and so many other things that you could be doing. But guess what? You chose to hang out with me. And for that, I say thank you. If you are not following me on Facebook, please check us out. Entire Inspire. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And we are on Instagram. We have our blog that is up and running at www.com entireinspire.com until next time god bless you and i cannot wait to to give with you again thank you so much bye-bye